Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. Few things are as stressful as bad living conditions. When you're stuck dealing with roaches or living without heat, that can affect your entire state of mind. So what can you do if your landlord isn't living up to their end of the bargain? Joining us today to talk about that is Sunny Hutton. She's a community organizer with Homes for All St. Louis. Um, Sunny, welcome back to this second conversation today. (laughs) Hello. And we're also joined by Kalila Jackson. She's a staff attorney at the Metropolitan St. Louis Equal Housing and Opportunity Council. That's a mouthful, better known as EHOC. <laughs> so, Kalila, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Sarah. So, I know this is a big question, but sort of to break it down as simply as we can, in general, what rights do tenants have in Missouri? Well, um, Missouri is not a particularly tenant-friendly state. And so I think that's one of the the biggest surprises that people have when they they contact my office or legal services or probably even organizers like like Sunny. Um, So in the the state of Missouri, really the the core fundamental right, it's really boiled down to um, a right to have safe living quarters. And so um, meaning that housing must meet certain basic standard living conditions in theory, um, and that when housing conditions fall below that, tenants have some rights to withhold their rent and do some other things. But we see far too often from the story that that was just illustrated that Landlords aren't being held to the same standards that tenants are. And when you say they have to provide you a a safe place to live, does that mean that door has to lock? That door has to lock. (laughs) That that door has to lock. You should not be living with infestations. You should not um, be living without running water. Or so when we're when when we're what we're talking about, and, and these are really the floor. We're talking bare minimum health and safety issues, the types of things that if the city were to come in to try to do some code enforcement, that they would say, hey, this violates our local law. And and really, in the state of Missouri, outside of, you know, illegal lockouts and some other, you know, kind of broad general protections, there's just not a lot there. So there's a lot of room for growth and improvement um, in our state. Um, Sunny, I, I read that just last month Kansas City passed a tenant's bill of rights. Do you yeah. see a need for similar legislation in St. Louis? I can't say right as of now. I, um, if we do a tenant bill, tenant's bill of rights here in the city of St. Louis, it definitely has to have some type of enforcement. Um, and then there needs to be some money backing that as well to, to, to push Because it sounds that. like this is the problem Khalil is saying. The laws are on the books. In many cases, people just aren't following them. Right. Okay. So having that extra law might not even be that helpful? No, absolutely not. So I, I, I disagree. So in the city of St. Louis, they have taken some steps to put some progressive policies in. And, and But what it is is that, in, in essence, we have a patchwork. So you'll have places like Kansas City or the city of St. Louis who are trying to have um, more um, uh, robust policies to protect tenants. But on, on par, they're just, there's not enough, especially because state law is particularly not not doing enough to protect the rights of tenants. They do a lot to protect the rights of landlords and mm-hmm. property owners and, and businesses, but not nearly enough to protect the rights of everyday citizens. Mm-hmm. And I think that part of it is the knowledge gap. We assume that there are more rights than we really have. 
So we want to know from you, have you dealt with a bad landlord? What questions do you have about your legal rights? You can give us a call at 314-382-8255. That's 382-TALK. Or you can send us a tweet at STL on air or email us at talk at stlpublicradio.org. Sunny Hutton, I want to just ask you briefly about the idea of the rent strike. I know it's not just as simple as saying, my landlord is bad, I'm going to stop paying my rent. How would somebody go about going on a rent strike in a way that actually somewhat protects their own rights? I would say the first thing you want to do is pull that lease. Pull that lease to determine what is the landlord in violation of, right? So you have some legal backing for that. And when you go on rent strike, um, it's not just like, I'm not going to pay my landlord. It's more than that. You, it's, it's important that you put that money away into a savings or you're, you're, just make sure that you don't spend that money, right? That's so, exactly right. I see Kalila yeah. nodding. That sounds like that's a big that deal. Is the, that's the biggest thing. Where would you recommend people put that money? You, they don't want to give it to their landlord. The landlord's not no. following their obligations. Where should they put it? Our residents get really creative. Now, I know with the rent strike, it was very organized, and it was put into a specific account, and, and like a formalized escrow account. Um, but it And you can pay it into the court. Um, that's one way. Even if there's not a pending case, you can do that, and there's a, there's a, a process for doing that. But a lot of our residents are creative. They, if they typically pay their rent with money order, they just set the money order to the side, okay. you know, and they'll just hold on to the money order. But whatever you do, don't spend it. And I know that's hard, especially because sometimes we have people who have had to seek alternate living arrangements while this is going on. And you because, need money to do and that. And they need money to do that. And so it really is, it does put our clients in a bit of a, a catch-22. Um, but the law really, um, it's it's evolving. And the Art City Defenders brought a great case um, a couple of years ago that helped to refine those rights a little bit. Um, but still, there's nothing that says, the same way that a landlord can evict you if you don't pay your rent, it's not not as clear that if you stop paying your rent that your landlord still won't be able to evict you. So it's really important to hold on to that money in the time being. I would also add to it, if you have such a monstrous landlord like TEH, then don't go at it alone. Reach out to your neighbor, start having conversations with them, and organize a rent strike collectively. Because maybe, you know, $600 out of that landlord's pocket isn't much to them. But when that 600 turns to 4,800, turns to 48,000, oh, then you're on a roll there. They have no other choice but to listen to you. So that gives you some power. It gives you a lot of leverage. I'm going to go to the phone lines. Connie is calling from St. Louis. Connie, hi. You're on St. Louis on the air. Hi. Um, Yes, I am a social worker, and I've often dealt with tenants to make them aware of their rights. I have dealt with landlords who didn't even offer a lease, nothing, or the bare minimum of saying what they owed for rent. Um, And my best remedy was always calling uh, Catholic Legal Assistance Ministry and having to go to court to the landlord. But always, always, I took pictures, pictures, and pictures to document everything. Connie, thank you so much for that. I see Kalila nodding pretty vehemently here. That is absolutely right. And I think um, in one of the pre-interview questions, they actually asked me if there was one thing that you had to tell tennis, what would you tell them? Document, 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 document. If you have 
repairs that are not being made, if the rent um, is not being collected, if there are, um, you know, whatever type of issue, whether it's a text, an email, it doesn't have to be fancy, it doesn't have to be a certified letter, but document, take pictures, take videos so that you can show the conditions in your apartment. Okay. And unfortunately, we're very short on time here, um, but I did want to ask both of you, what are what's a resource that you would point people to if they don't have money to go pay for a private lawyer? Um, Sunny, does, is your group home, Homes for All? Are you taking on new projects at this point, or would they be better off contacting a different agency? I think we don't charge you for anything, right? So I think um, the, the the best alternative is giving us a call um, at Homes for All, and we, we would be able to support in any way, whether it's how do I have these conversations with my neighbors. So if mm-hmm. starting a tenant association or tenant union is something of your interest, I would definitely encourage it. It's it's probably the cheapest thing that you can do. Um, and then we do offer pro bono legal support as well. Um, but I would also pass it over to EHOC as, as well. And, and legal services and CLAM, like the young lady just mentioned, um, there, are, there are groups of us out here we do not charge. We um, and our agency, EHOC in particular, is a fair housing agency. I didn't get a chance to talk about fair housing rights, but um, certainly contact us, contact legal services if you have questions. Um, and there are people there who want to want to help. And we all stay in communication we with do. one you another. You talk to each we other do. in these groups. We That's do. great to know. So there's some yeah. coordination of who'd be best. Yeah. All right. Well, Kalila Jackson, staff attorney at EHOC, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. And Sunny Hutton, community organizer with Homes for All St. Louis, thank you for being here. Thank you. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWNU.